Hey folks, welcome to Close the Deal, a podcast designed for you, our valued dealers. I'm Jake Watson, your moderator, SVP of marketing. On our last episode, we spoke with Ryan Van Dyke, founder of Contractor Growth Hub, about how we can minimize the impacts of a recession on a sales team. If you haven't heard that episode, check it out. It's a, it's a great one. We're excited about today's episode. We'll be discussing how you can help your customers prepare for their first home renovation. We've also got Rich and Nish with us here today. Hey, fellas. Richard Texer, I'm the Senior Vice President of Sales. Hey guys, Nishant Shah, EVP Revenue. So, okay, so let's just get right into it. What are some of the potential obstacles that customers may face when undergoing their first home renovation? And what do we say to contractors to help them uh, prepare their customers? Yeah, you know, it's funny how when we talk about these things, a lot of the principles that apply to this really applies to the same things we've been talking about. Everything from what the sales process looks like to establishing trust to really driving a sense of empathy. You know, there's a reason why pizza comes in slices, right? If you look at the whole of the project from a consumer standpoint, it can be very overwhelming, right? And and I want to spend a little bit on time on that, right? It's, uh, <laughs> I love that. It's why pizza comes in slices. Yeah, you got to, you know, one slice, unless you are me and then you just eat to fold the whole thing in half. The entire pie. Eat the whole thing in half, yeah. Um, but, you know, let's take a step back, right? It is other than the purchase of their home is going to be their largest outlay of cash depending on the scope of the project sure you know customers are going to come in different shapes and sizes and i believe and i would know that most contractors understand that and then the next piece really comes down to when you're when you're probing engaging that customer right so what do we know we know a customer is going to go out there and get multiple quotes we know that the vast majority of them may not know exactly what they want but what's great about that is that you can really address those items and help them narrow their focus by asking a couple of probing questions. I think one of the things is like, you know, homeowners that are looking to do any type of renovation, let's call it windows or roofing, it's probably once or maybe twice in their lifetime, right? Uh, which is, you know, it doesn't make them experts. So Yep. You are the expert, yep. right? And it's like, how do you portray yourself as an expert, build the trust, provide the solution that they're looking for based on their needs? And, and how do we how do you package this all for that homeowner? Yeah. Right? Like that's the key. Yeah. The last thing you want is for the homeowner to try and become the expert, right? right? Like get bogged down in all the details associated with what you spent the last 20 years learning yourself. Correct. It's it's like, you know, I, when you when you go to a call and the homeowner right off the bat might say, This is this is what I know. And it's the, it's right because I went on Google. Right. right? <laughs> Let's be honest. Not yeah. everything on the internet yeah. is the truth. Right. So right. you've been doing this for 20 years, right. 30 yeah. years, however long, right? You are the expert. You've actually been trained on this. So it's like, how do you use that to make the homeowner trust you, build confidence in you, and then eventually, you know, hopefully buy from you. Right. Right. Well, I think anyone who undertakes a project like this probably has a little bit of a, you know, kind of an apple in their eye in terms of what they want, right? Like, oh, I want an open space. Right. Well, are those walls load bearing walls, right? Do you have, you know, drains and, and pipes Electrical and HVAC and systems yeah, happening, that right? like are running down those walls? Yeah. And it might be, you know, that, oh, just relocate them to external or exterior walls. Well, there is a problem if you want your pipes freezing up. You know, again, to your point, Jake, you got to trust the experts. Correct. I think 
think of things in sales generally as a funnel, right? It's always going to be very wide at the at the opening piece of the initial conversations. And then really what you want to do is narrow it down to what's going to make the biggest impact for your customer to make them happy. So if it's a, if it's a house they're looking to put on the market, then the conversation should shift to, okay, what, what improvements can we make? They're going to have the biggest resale value. So I think, so, I think Rich, like your whole point here is like understanding what the customer's looking for and then building a solution based on their needs yeah. um, rather than what you think they should be buying from you. But if you go and, back and, to, if you go, sorry, if you go back to what we were saying, like, don't try to become an expert, what we teach consumers, right, is, is don't trust your contractor, right? Like you hear this all the time. And it, it, I shouldn't say don't trust your contractor. What I really mean is like, beware, you know, just yeah. be, beware and do your research, which I get, I, I like, of course, right? Like I understand that. Um, so I think as as a contractor, it's it's incumbent upon you to be able to say to the customer, look, don't get bogged down in the details, but, you know, to build that trust, to build credibility with that customer so that they understand that, A, you have a process, that you're listening to them and that they can, you know, that you're going to work with them to build them what it is that they're looking for based on their end goal. Right. And that that's the key, right? It's like you, you can't push what you think, you know, sorry, you can't as a contractor push products that you, you know, make the most margin. Right. It doesn't work like that. You know, and most cons consumers will look at that and be like, well, I don't need to buy that expensive countertop because, you know, maybe I don't like it or it's just it's I just not within my budget. Right. And that's where I think you as a contractor need to understand the customer. I think we keep saying that we've said it in several episodes is like you need to understand what your customer is looking for yeah. in order to build the right solution for them. And then on those pieces that they're hemming and hawing over, right, where they're like, oh, I really want that, but I like I may not have enough in my budget or I really want to do these two things. And like to me as a contractor, the way that you kind of can can get around that is by saying like, look, we've got your fixed budget. Right. And, and that's what we're working towards. But should you come to the point where you're like, I really want those two things or those three things or whatever it is, there are alternative options for you. Correct. And it, it comes back to that, right, is 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 giving those options to the to the homeowner. Hey, you can pay me cash, you can pay me credit card, uh, even though it costs you 20% in interest, maybe yeah. if you don't pay it off within the time period. Or we have the third option, which is here's a monthly payment for you, right? Now, you don't have to put everything on this plan, but provide that option to them. Because if you don't provide that option and someone else does, and we've said this before, guess what? Most likely you might lose the deal, yeah. right? So like, just provide the option. Put it on there. It, What's the worst that can happen? They could say no. We can all use examples of this. I know when we did our kitchen, marble was an option. We looked at our budget with our contractor. And this is where our contractor was fantastic, which was, hey, this is going to put you out of budget. Right. But what's a nice alternative is quartz right. at a substantially less price. So then the question to us then is, well, one, I appreciate the dealer or the contractor for, for bringing that up because it goes to one of two ways, which is I don't care. I want marble. It means that much to me. Or I'm going to get something in marble that's not of quality that I like. Or, you know, I'm going to shift altogether and get quartz, which is now going to, you know, maybe not have the look, same look and feel, right. but it's going to look just as good and be much more agreeable to my budget. Or Rich, like if you really wanted marble, right? Here's the option of a monthly payment to get marble, right? Like exactly. you can't get marble. Yeah. yeah. 
And if you if you are able to afford that monthly payment, you can have marble, no problem, right? So it's like it's giving the option. So it's like, hey, you can get marble, but you know, because it's out, out of your budget, this is the this is the payment plan. Or we go to courts or whatever else there is out in the market, yep. um, which is cheaper and within your budget, right? It's it's creating these options, right? From a homeowner's perspective, if you provide options right off the bat, I think that builds trust. Yeah, like to me, okay, so so taking a step back, it's it's understanding the non-negotiables, right? Yeah. Like making sure that you're working with your customer and saying to your customer, what are the things that you won't compromise on? Okay, now I understand all of those things. Now tell me your budget. Okay, I've got your budget. Do those non-negotiables fit within your budget? And if they don't, um, then it's, you know, offering these uh, these. Uh, alternative Other solutions, solutions. Yeah, correct to, to help you get what you want because the last thing that you want to do is have your customer compromise on their vision and be unhappy at the end of this thing right and or you just don't get the job right. and you walk out without anything right right but I, I think having that process right and coming in with that process yes. and knowing that you're talking about the non-negotiables you're talking about the budget and you're telling them and i'm going to do research against all of the things that you want to provide you with a you know, bottom of the barrel cost, a mid, like a mid, mid, mid and tier a and a high tier yeah. so that, you know, uh, you have options, right? Correct. And we can build Correct. this thing the way that you want. Absolutely. And in, in part of the strategy could be breaking up the job in stages. Right. So maybe it's, you know, this quarter, it's the, it's the kitchen. And then the next quarter, it's the underpinning of the basement or the basement. But that comes through again, a real pragmatic conversation based on entrenching yourself with that customer to ultimately know what they want. And, you know, it's interesting because again, we all have examples. Like I've had con contractors come over to look at my basement. And I remember I had one contractor who didn't even go into the basement. He just looked at me and said, 45,000. <laughs> and I just you went, look like a 45,000 rich yeah. and I was just like why and he's like no tell you like I I know this many and it's it's 45k and that's what's going to cost you for you know it's like a bathroom this and that what have you and while on one hand I appreciated that blunt assessment of it the other hand was like dude like like go down, take, go down. Go down and take a look at it like you know maybe it's a thirty thousand dollars like i don't have a big home where's the trust building where's the, uh, but, that, but that's a perfect example right where it was like uh, not well, buying from this guy like, yeah, ever like not showing me anything not have like you know at least take me out for dinner like what what, what is the conversation here and like you know one thing often contractors tell me is that when you get into a job like that person becomes i'm not going to say they're your best friend but becomes a huge um and i don't want to use the word drain but a huge expenditure of your time that person now is going to live and die by that renovation and call you 100 so it's map out the process map out the examples you've done map out as clearly as possible as you can what the steps are and take them through that journey and more importantly is get that customer to start visualizing themselves in that space and then that's when you really see the interest come down and you get you get that connection from them when they can start taking intangible ideas that may be somewhat tangible on a screen and now making it come to life. And to me, that's the biggest thing that comes through understanding to your customer, talking to them, leveraging finance when you can and doing a renovation that's for them and not to them.
and being that expert for them that they're looking for. Not just, in my example, coming to my house and telling me my basement is going to be $45,000. <laughs> I told you, man. You look like a forty. dollars I look, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, to I totally agree with you. Just to kind of reiterate here, it's, it's making sure that you're coming in, you've got a process, you're understanding your customer, you're making sure they understand all of the pitfalls associated with the project that they're about to take on. They understand all of the different options that they have available to them, not only from a materials perspective, but also from a financing perspective, timeline perspective as well, right? It's being flexible with those things. I think one of the points I want to also bring up is once you have the, when once you've won the job, I think the execution of that job from start to finish is also important for, for homeowners, right? right? Like, yes, now I trust you. I'm going to buy from you. You sign on the dotted line. It's like, you got to bring it to fruition based on everything you presented, yeah. right? Like, and the plan and the vision is like, that is extremely important. And in that, within that, I think communication, mm -hmm. right? Um, I find that, you know, contractors, if they communicate with the homeowners at every single stage, be it good or bad, I think it would help kind of make things a lot better uh, in terms of bringing that job to fruition. Because let's be honest, no job is perfect. Like there's, I got windows done and, there's gonna be you know, issues. it's just windows, right? Like I got whatever, seven, eight windows done and they had to rip out some of the drywall and fix it. But right. like, they talked to me about it, right? They told me here, so it's not like, you know, they left and there was a hole in my wall, right? Right. right. Like Rich's they, kitchen renovation? Correct, yeah, <laughs> yeah yes. And then <laughs> no cabinets. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like communication is important and, and ensuring that everything that you promise you deliver on. Yep. So, you know, it's also the case of, you know, under promise over deliver. It, it, it's, it's important, right? Yeah. Because if you don't deliver what you've already kind of committed to, that's when things fall apart. And to, to your point, Rich, it's like, you know, you talked about Google reviews and stuff like that. Guess when that comes in? Totally. And that's once the job is complete. That's right. And that's what, like, by doing that, what you just described, you're really setting up your, you're preparing your next future set of customers. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yes. Your future. Because you're now, building your future every, right. with every single customer, right? Yeah. And it's important. There's so many factors outside of you going in and talking to that customer that need to be considered prior to even taking that call, mm -hmm. right? So again, what's your documentation process? What are timelines looking like? Um, what are, you know, what are realistic budgets that can be done? What is your communication feedback loop as a, as a, a contractor or home renovation contractor talking to customers? What are your Google reviews look like? What are your, what are your ancillary materials that you can use as aids? Because that's what's going to continue talking to the customer after you leave. They're going to go to your website. They're going to look at those things. They're going to see the work you've done. They're probably going to call maybe a couple of references as well. Do you have references available that they can call on? All these things happen even prior to having a strategy of going to talk to customers. Yep. So for companies, you know, what's your website look like? What's your search engine, you know, SEM, SEO opportunities look like? What are your Google reviews? Uh, what are your own reviews, testimonials? What does your collateral look like? And it, it doesn't need to be fancy. It could just be pictures pulled up on a phone. Like I had a contractor just pull up their phone and just start scrolling pictures. All those things come in. What do those discussions happen? And then not just the work, but then what happens after the work? Right. What are those realistic conversations that and expectations you want to set up? Is it a 120-year-old home where God knows what you're going to see when you open things up? Or is it a 20-year-old home? Right. 
right? All those things come into consideration at those conversations that then really set the path forward in terms of what things look like. But it's all those things coming together when you talk to the customer. Um, yeah. That I find that at least the contractors I've talked to coming into this really, really put on to me. Gentlemen. And that's how they went in. It's been a slice. Thanks so much for your insight today. Loved this one. Um, folks, if you haven't heard about the All-Star Alliance program, speak to your BDM for more information. It's an exclusive program designed to generate incremental sales, revenue, and record-breaking growth without any of the extra prospecting. If you'd like more information about the program, please feel free to shoot me an email at jwatson at snapfinancial.com. We've also launched our very first industry-specific marketing insights report. And if you haven't heard or read it yet, you're missing out, check it out. It's packed with a ton of valuable information to help you drive more sales. If you have, again, any questions about that, shoot me an email at jwatson at snapfinancial.com. Also, if you have any questions about marketing, uh, if you'd like any information or if you'd like some advice, whatever it might be, feel free to get in touch with me. Happy to chat about any issues you're experiencing any ideas or any opportunities, frankly. If you have any questions, feedback, concerns, whatever it might be, or if you'd like to be a special guest, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me at jwatson at snapfinancial.com. Gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure and a blast. Thank you so much and cheers, everybody.